Hello and welcome to So Divine. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galing. And this is our monthly astrology and tarot podcast where we take a look at the celestial landscape, what's happening in the stars. We pick a tarot card to fit the vibe, all with an eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. So hello, Stephanie. Hello, my friend. <laughs> so this is our podcast for November. Am, am I right? November? Is it? Yes. Have I got the right month? Hard to keep track these days. <laughs> it is so hard to know where, where we're at. So yes, this is November. And you know, we've got another big month, astrologically speaking. Stephanie's shaking her head. What else is new? But no worries. We're going to unpack everything for you. And we did come up with a theme for this month, or at least I did. Um, and I am, <laughs> I'm calling this month Explosive Movement. Ooh, Ooh. yes, I'm behind that, or in front of that, no, hopefully behind that. <laughs> so let's just dig in. So let's start off. The month starts, uh, you know, near the beginning of the month on November 3rd. We have Mercury stationing direct in the sign of Libra. And as we've talked about before, you know, anytime a planet stations, it really brings extra energy to the sign and to the planet. Now, of course, we know what November 3rd is. It is election day. So, oh my God, here we go. Here we go. And where are we going? <laughs> is the question. I mean, and it makes... With everything we know that's been leading up to this election in the United States, it's just like, and of course, Mercury stations that day, right? Like issues related to voting and ballots and the post office and will your ballot get there or the rulings of when ballots can or can't be counted and getting to the ballots and the, the or to the polls and the long lines. and But it's interesting, right? Because as you said, when a planet stations, that energy is so loud. So yeah, yeah. the conversations will be about the conversations <laughs> and this flood of information that's finally like moving forward mm. that will probably be so like so much information, too much to sort of fit in the information pipes. So like we will be having information overload and one doesn't need astrology to, to like have heard this or know this, but you know, we likely will not know anything that day, you know, right, like right. don't take that first piece of information that you get because mm. it will likely change and turn. Well, you know, and isn't that so, so Mercury direct, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, oops, I, I think we're going forward, but wait a minute, it's still shifting. And I also think it's interesting that it's all happening in the sign of Libra. And to me, you know, for example, in the trope, Libra rules the justice card. And so, you know, one aspect of Libra is that element of fairness and truth and justice. And, you know, so it'll, again, it's just all, and we, we, we love this word, also interesting. But I think you're adding a little bit of a caution here, Stephanie, which I think is good, which is stay bouncy, you know, don't lock in here. Things are going to be moving around a bit. Things are definitely going to be moving around a bit. Because also on that day that we have Mercury stationing direct, 
aka Mercury retrograde is over, <laughs> sort of, is the moon happens to be in Gemini, oh. which is the, one of the signs that Mercury rules. And it unites with the North Node in Gemini. So the theme mm. is very much about like the news and information and communication and, you know, the post office, and, you know, all of that. And I love that you brought up Libra, because when you said justice, like, did you know that you read my mind? Because we kind of (laughs) do that across the waves, you know, thinking too about like justice and like, who will be invoking the Supreme Court, you know, who knows how this will go. But what about in our own lives? Like, you know, I feel like so much of our attention, or I can speak to my attention, right, is about the election. What are you thinking about Mercury direct for like our personal lives? Well, you know, it, again, it's interesting because, uh, you know, I was just writing my newsletter and I was just talking about how I feel like there's an energetic paralysis that has been happening with everybody being so overloaded. And I don't think anybody really feels like they can move forward until we get through this election. And we'll talk about a little bit later in the podcast, we've also, you know, finishing up a Mars retrograde, what we call call the forever Mars retrograde, that feels like it's been going on forever. So I know for me, there's this, this kind of anxiety and waiting and waiting. And then of course, saying to everybody, well, you know, once we get through the election, everything can move forward again. And yet I think, you know, we'll see. But I think this feeling of being on hold is really prevalent. So hopefully, you know, as we go to our theme for the month, explosive movement, that as these planets do go forward, we are going to start feeling some movement, which even though it might be explosive, and we'll get to that, I think that in itself is going to be a relief. Yeah, I'm completely with you. Like there'll be clarity of one sort or another that you can then take action with. A friend of mine and I were writing yesterday and she said, do you feel like this is like this last week of October has been like the slowest week ever? (laughs) And I was like, yes. And I said, it feels like we're living in a suspended reality. Mm -hmm. And that sort of also feels like right as we're moving up to, and you could either call it the election or Mercury stationing direct, (laughs) same thing. You know, it does feel like everything's very slow and we just... We don't know. We don't have clarity. There's not enough information. And I think that will start to break right yeah, after yeah. the third. Yeah, it'll break one way or another. That's that that's 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 for sure. Okay, so speaking of movement, let's move forward because we've got another big uh, happening astrologically on November 12th. And that is the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn. And of course, this is the third and final of this conjunction. And well, let's, let's unpack that for everybody. I mean, I wrote down some words, you know, as we were discussing before, and I wrote down the words secret, secrets, power grabs, and revealing. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the words. Those are some very like election (laughs) Um, and other things that are happening in our life. So, right. This, and we've talked about this all year. And I think we also gave like insinuations of this, like even at the end of last year, that this year with the Saturn Pluto conjunction in January, the once every 30 odd year one, and then the Jupiter Pluto conjunction that happened three times. The last one, as you said, on the 12th of November, the first, let's see if my memory serves me, 
on April 4th, I think. The second was something like June 29th. This whole year has been marked by this digging and the shadow and things Pluto, like the things that don't have structure, Capricorn, not not holding, right? The crumbling, Mm. the dismantling Mm -hmm. of institutions, of belief, of our fear structures, of all of these things. Yeah. And so, and it's not like on the, as we all know, like, it's not like, okay, that's on the 12th, on the 13th, like, it's all back to like lovely unicorns (laughs) and not the underworld or the river sticks. Sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) The river sticks and the underworld is going to be around for a little bit longer. But I feel like there will be a release, you know, maybe that what will really be seen that week is even more of like what's been shrouded from Mm. sight. Yeah. Yeah. Like an uncovering, perhaps, you know, I think we, you know, the way we've talked about the Jupiter Pluto conjunct before is um, the collective shadow erupting. I also think, you know, it's always interesting in in these transits with the retrograde is to kind of look at where you were at the first hit and now where you are today. So if we look at this really kicked in at the beginning of the year, what has been your journey of dealing with your shadow energies and coming to terms with, you know, what lies beneath the surface psychologically or emotionally or whatever. And so you know, I think it's a really great time to just kind of reflect on that and, you know, see what has come up for you and what has that journey been like? I mean, that to me is so valuable and so rich. And actually thinking about Pluto being the realm of the underground riches, like that, that journey that you're speaking about and that reflection can really dig up those treasures And I think that this year has been so intense and hard and taxing and revealing and transformative and the like, that it's really worth it. Even if you're like, there ain't nothing good about this year. Like nothing happens (laughs) that I like want to keep, like just still to like, to think about like maybe some previously undiscovered strength that you realized or resiliency that you saw that you had or a fear, very Pluto, that you came face to face with that you said, you know what, like, there's all this shit going on, like this little fear, like out the window for you, like, and that sense of liberation Mm. that might have come from like really discovering the depths of your resourcefulness, because I feel like that's what this Pluto journey could have brought to us. Oh, I love, I love that you're, you're, you're saying that and you're putting it in that context that, you know, we do talk so much about how challenging these times are and, you know, we're here for a reason, right? And, and, and to be able to have this new awareness. And I think, I bet everybody out there would say that you are a different person than you were at the beginning of the year, than you are now. And so, yes, I think we all in the best sense are more resilient. I think we're stronger hopefully, and have maybe a deeper understanding of ourselves and what's really important, you know? And I think that, you know, perhaps that's a part of what this transit, the gift, the treasures you're talking about, that this transit has brought. Yeah. Yeah. And again, in that, right, we're not like Pollyanna-ing it. We're not silver lining it. We're not, but, you know, those hard one truce that now can become your assets as you move forward. 
you know, I was thinking to, I was talking to a client yesterday and we were talking about like what's being, everything being dismantled, yeah. you know, and again, like some of the, you know, the, the limitations that like we might've put on ourselves being dismantled or the fears we put on ourselves being dismantled or also like, and you and I have talked about this over the year, like with Pluto also ruling, I think I'm allowed to say this, right? Ruling shit. And we've talked about like, right, this was a year yeah. owning your own shit yeah. and not standing for other people's shit. And just yeah. to be like, you know what? I'm not going to take that. Like, and I don't need to take that. And even that is like, you know, might've been like, ew, ugly face to face with that. But that is like the liberation of like, no, don't got time. Like life is more pressing and life is more treasured and more short. So like, don't got time for that bullshit. Yeah, you know? exactly. And I, and, you know, I think, you know, I love that you're, again, that you're using the word liberation and Pluto, you know, ultimately is about transformation. I mean, you have to go into the underworld to get that transformation, but you know, maybe there's some liberation here in the process. All right. Yes. Well, should we more movement? <laughs> more it, 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 we're not done yet, folks. <laughs> Let's talk a little. This is where the explosive movement comes in because the very next day we have Mars stationing direct. And this is what we call the forever Mars retrograde <laughs> coming to an end because this has been going on. The Mars retrograde has been going on for what? How long? Three months? Something like that? Somewhere, I think it started like somewhere in the beginning of September. I think it's like a nine. It nine, seems like transit. three years, but yeah. But can you imagine when it's over and we're going to be like, was that, a, is it really over? Like, or it's still not really happening, even though they're telling me it's over. It's like a forever thing. Forever Mars retrograde. I actually snorted there. Okay. <laughs> now, of course, Mars is this big movement warrior, get things done action planet, right? And of course, as we said before, when a planet stations direct that energy is just actually more and more intense. And so I think, you know, one of the things you said about this when we were talking before, it was going to be like be shot out of a cannon, you know? So I think that what can we expect on that day? I mean, hopefully we're going to feel like things can get moving forward again, but it may feel really, I don't know, explosive. Yeah. I mean, Thinking about like everything that might have been like built up in you, like that maybe even if it was like frustration or like I really want to move forward, but I haven't been able to move forward and that and maybe like what got like what was stewing and what you learned and what you distilled and, you know, what you got to in terms of like, okay, when the sort of windows open for me to move, this is how what I want to progress. Mm. So I think, you know, that starts to open. I do think we need to be careful, though, because. It's not just Mars stationing, it's Mars and Aries stationing. And Mars and Aries has been a little bit difficult, even though Mars loves being in Aries, because it's like that revved up impatience. So it's like, yeah, Mars, you know, on November 13th, it's almost like the, you know, the barn doors may open and it's like everyone comes quickly galloping out of there and do they like trample upon each other or themselves. So to be like really careful, I think, like still to be thoughtful and conscious as you push yourself, begin to push yourself forward in the aim of your pursuits that you are much more clear about now. Right. So I think that had that opportunity in the forever Mars retrograde abundantly <laughs> in, in the, the rhetoric because ultimately retrogrades are not bad. They're this opportunity to step back and reflect and realign and, you know, you know, re regroup a bit. It's just with Mars that just, especially as you're saying in Aries, this fire sign, 
that's hard for Mars and Aries to do. Absolutely. And I would say like, you know, um, dovetailing on what you said before, which I loved about looking back this year and like, where have you gone on this journey, this Jupiter, Pluto, Saturn, Pluto journey. Also to think like, say since August or September, like, let's say since September, like in this Mars retrograde journey, like Mm. what are the things that you realized about what your desires are, your pursuits, your strategies, what you did want to put forward, but maybe felt frustrated because you were met with blockages because it wasn't the right time to really look at that and start to like hone and shape and have that awareness because that is going to be a lot of the realm that you can put forward as we begin to move forward. And I think we're all going to notice a difference. Like instead of feeling like, you know, stuck or stagnant or like retracing again and again, like, okay, now we take all this wisdom and then we apply it, you know, to the, you know, the advent of our pursuits. Yeah. And I have to say, you know, just personally during the Mars retrograde, I, I was thinking about this yesterday. I really feel like I developed a new level of patience and a new relationship with my patients. And one of the things I also thought about is that, you know, I can't put my angst and my frustration and blame it on other people. You know, there was this realization of, wait, wait a minute, we're all kind of in the same boat here. And even though I might be feeling out of control, you know what? I don't get to be impatient. I, you know, it's my job to just really work with these energies. So I do feel like I learned a lot and hopefully I'm a more loving and patient being. Oh, beautiful. I mean, and what a gift, right? Like what, yeah. even though it's probably a hard one gift and it might've not felt, might've felt like itchy or what have you at different times. Like, my God, what a gift. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. You know, the other thing is, you know, this, that week that, um, with the Mars going direct, we've also got some other stuff going on. Notably, we've got the planet Venus is uh, having some squares. And squares, of course, are always like little challenges. And one of them, I believe, is a square to Uranus. Nope, not Uranus. Actually, it squares the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction. Ah, that's it. Okay, okay. So Venus is relationship, you know, our values. So just give us a little, little takeaway on that, Steph. Yeah, you know, I can't help but think right that whole week where you have like November 12th, the exact last conjunction. And then the 13th, the, what do we call it? The interesting explosive, the explosive Explosive movement. Explosive (laughs) movement, Mars stationing, you know, and then the next day there's newness again, the Scorpio new moon. And then the Uh next day there's that Venus tie-in. And I'm thinking about what you said about Libra before, thinking about Venus, Venus also about justice and value. Like, will we really feel Jupiter, Pluto called to the mat to fight for what we think? is just and fair Mm. you know and I can't help but think with that like explosive Mars and Aries I mean if we just sort of think like okay on November 4th and I'm talking about this literally but I think it's also a figurative thing that we can apply to our personal life like we likely will not know the the uh the outcome of the election on the third it might take a while right people are really revved up you know they feel like on either side that there is injustice right so like will people not you know take to the streets to or takes to something to fight mars and aries is ready to go for what they believe in i just read something the other day about how the some unions were saying you know what if a certain person contests the election that they might call for a general strike so it's like this mobilization 
Like, I think that there's a lot that week where it could be a lot of mobilization. And so just thinking about your life, not in context of politics, you know, that that week, like, again, you know, to do that two journey, what is it this whole year that I found was my, this treasure that I discovered? And what through this Mars retrograde did I realize, like, this is the thing I want to fight for? And then you, in terms of your own personal life, that week may be really gorgeous canvas for that. Ooh, ooh, love that. Love that gorgeous canvas. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. And also I would, I would add to that, you know, time to be conscious, you know, conscious action, you know, be mindful, especially as these energies are heightened during this yeah. period, you know, certainly, you know, act on what is important, but mindfully, you know, mindfully. I think we have to be careful during that time uh, not to be reactionary. Right. I completely agree. Right. Because it's like, it's Mars, it's Aries, it's hot, it's burning, it's, it's cutting, it's yeah. accidents, it's this. But moving on from that, yeah, we can we okay. can. Okay. We, go ahead. Go ahead. You. You. No, you. Okay. So, and then at the end of the month. And then there's more. And then there's more. At the end of the month, it's hello eclipse season starts not that eclipses are bad but they do you know once again intensify things so on november 30th we have a, a lunar eclipse in the sign of gemini so um lunar eclipse end of the month now what's interesting about that we'll talk about what that means but at the same time Around the same time, Neptune in Pisces is also going stationing direct. And so, you know, Neptune, Pisces, you know, it kind of brings in sometimes that hazy kind of Piscean, what's real, what's not real energy. And that's going to be on, you know, around the lunar eclipse. Yeah, which itself, right, eclipses have a reputation for themselves being hazy or cloudy, right? Because things are eclipsed. Big things happen, but you're not 100% sure, like, what they mean or where they're going to take you. So that added to the Neptune station. I mean, I would just sort of simply say, like, at the end of the month, like, both, like, as you're feeling things really shifting, like, don't get stressed or anxious if, if like, the outlines are not yet clear. Like mm. it's almost like they're, they, they, they're, they're not supposed to be clear at that point. And maybe to take that Neptune and to like, to turn to one of our favorite subjects, right. To turn to like, how do I navigate this haze is to turn to your intuition mm-hmm. right? to turn to your inner listening, you know, to turn to your dreams, to understand, you know, and have a map or have a compass to move through that time You know, yeah. to think about, you know, for yourself, like, you know, what's, you know, what do I dream about? Like, what is that sense of what's occurring for me? Like, you know, how may it be adding to like the life that I always dreamt of? Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. The life I've already dreamt, always, always dreamt of that feels very powerful. So yeah, just, you know, reflect, I think would be, you know, a good word for that. And okay. Is it time for the tarot card of the month? It's, it's time for the, the tarot, tarot card, card up, and I can't wait to hear. Well, so the card that um, came up uh, is the Five of Wands. And the reason why we chose this card is because the suit of wands in the tarot is the suit of fire. And I thought fire would be very appropriate right now. And in numerology, at in the tarot, 
Fives are numbers of change. And one of the things about the five of wands is it really speaks to the value of chaos. That sometimes when we're in the energies, especially the fiery, excuse me, creative energies of change, that sometimes that can be a very chaotic thing. And so can I just read a little blurb from the Couture Tarot guidebook, a little shout out for the Couture Tarot. Okay, so what I say here is in the five of wands, chaos becomes a valuable part of your creative process, just as change is an important part of self-growth. Do not try to control the forces at work. Instead, dig in, immerse yourself, and evolve. Then you will be able to use what is happening to your advantage. Although obstacles may seem insurmountable, ultimately they are just a bump in the road. As you continue to grow, like a butterfly, you emerge from the cocoon of your own self ready to take flight. Now that sounds very liberating to me. That sounds so beautiful. I love all of that. And what I'm especially struck by is like obstacles just being a bump in the road that you don't give up. And I feel like that's like some of the lessons that we also had this year that we may really like absorb this month. Yeah. And I think too, you know, to embrace change, you know, change is life and life is change and change is chaotic and it's uncomfortable and it makes us feel out of control, but it's a part of that movement. It's a part of that growth. I love it. The five of wands. Five of wands. Okay. So what would you say is our big takeaway this month, Stephanie? I'm going to put you on the hot seat. What, 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 what's the big takeaway for the month? Big takeaway is conscious action. Okay. Or conscious movement. Okay. I the like that. The marriage of movement, of the consciousness and movement. And I feel like that's what we've, sort of our journey has been. And now we can move with that. And can I put you in the, in the same spot, the same seat? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love conscious movement. I also think it's like, harnessing our power. You know, I think this is, could be an empowering moment. You know, if you or I, or we can take all of this energy and harness it and allow it to be actual movement and evolution and awareness, oh my gosh, like you were saying before, doesn't that make it all worthwhile? You know, so I think too, it's the conscious movement you know, consciously moving forward and also harnessing all of this energy in an empowering way. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. And as you say that, I like all of a sudden got back to your like cannonballs and I was like, the cannonballs <laughs> of justice. <laughs> Hashtag but be careful. cannonballs and justice. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> so just be careful, like not to like set things on Be fire careful and, out there. And hurt folks. other people and all that stuff. So yeah. yeah, be careful out there. Yeah, for sure. Well, I guess November, that's- 2020, November, 2020. And also just, uh, just to remind people that uh, at sodivine.us you can uh, communicate or contact us there we loved hearing we love hearing from you we also have a so divine newsletter and be sure and sign up for that because we will have some goodies coming up so be sure and check out the website 
Yes, for sure. Well, thank you again. Thanks to our producer, Sebastiano Tecchio. Megan, always thank you for this and everything. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Have a great November, everybody. Mm-hmm.